I will say though, and I can say this on a hundred percent honesty, and I would not be surprised. And I don't have any insider on this. The the site said Meese Bagger Racing, and it honestly would not surprise me if he did a bagger race next year on an Indian. I would I would love to see it. Episode 114, Tank Slapping Podcast. Throwing another pot at you guys. It's Wednesday morning record time. Other side of the mic, Robert McClendon. Junior, right? You're a junior. Daddy Rob. Daddy, Daddy Rob. Rob. I'm actually the third. Daddy Rob, but I'm I'm actually the third. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh a lot of lot of goodness going on there for sure. Well What's what up, buddy? What uh uh <laughs> Briar's calling me right now ignore um, Screw that guy what so we all know your dad dink and what a legend he is what what was your grandpa like man I, i'm actually curious the first ever robert mcclendon dude my grandpa was an absolute g unit man um so he he had an awesome life man uh he actually died on christmas day like two three years ago or so i don't i hate to even think about it man but uh so uh he was a war veteran um he's in korea i forget i really do forget i should know more about this i do know he was uh, air force and navy um so he was like doubled up i didn't even know that was a thing forgive me all you servicemen out there servicemen and women i didn't i, I don't know all the ins and outs of military service especially back in the day but uh yeah so he uh he fought for our country like literally fought uh then after that he became a diesel mechanic um and he was a a big ship engine guy um, big shrimp boats, trolling boats, you know, not like cruise ships, like, or military ships anymore after that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he was, uh, he was awesome, man. He was, I feel like I'm very similar to him as far as like, uh, just grit determination, like don't take no shit from anybody kind of guy. <laughs> it was, was, he was uh, cool. My dad would, was he a phenomenal was, soccer player too, or? No, no, but I don't think I don't know what kind of sporting he did. Um, he probably I, I played a real man I think, sport. Probably played something. I think was... he just shot shot his guns and shot people. If I had to guess, <laughs> man, he he just was like, yeah, I, I doubt he. Actually, if we were talking to him around, he'd be like, I ain't got time for that shit. Like talking about sports, you know. <laughs> but uh, it yeah, was that's awesome. he, he, he's pretty funny. My dad told me a story about when my grandpa was teaching him how to ride a bicycle. He said that. Uh, he said he didn't understand it, so my grandpa put a bell on his bicycle handlebar, and he said, whenever you think you're about to start falling or crashing, ring the bell. And, he, and my dad said he rang the bell right before he ate shit, and then he realized it was my grandpa just fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, awesome. that's cool, man. Good shit. I, we have a, a pod on, on tap for y'all. Um, it's kind of a, a mixture of just random shit, but before we get into that, I want to make sure we shout out our title sponsor of the podcast. Keeps us going. Keeps the sport alive. Mission Foods. If you can support their products, go to your local grocery store. Buy some shells. Buy some chips. Keep it rolling. Appreciate everything they do for the podcast. Everything they do for the sport in general. And excited for what they continue to do. All right. We, uh, we got a big future, hopefully, with Mission Foods. And, yeah, just really thankful for what they do. Rob, let's, let's get into something, man. Um, I guess we're going to do a little pod kind of talk about some silly season stuff uh i wanted to go over the moto america 23 schedule they, they put that schedule out a couple weeks ago i've been trying to 
trying to get that in the in the last couple pods, but we've we've sort of had action packed pods. But yeah, we're going to talk about the Moto America twenty three schedule. Um, yeah, it's uh it's been kind of quiet, man. There's not a lot really going on or anything announced. Really, have you seen anything about twenty twenty three since <sighs> the banquet? Like, I haven't seen shit, dude. Nothing. Man, it's it's really weird. Everybody's being kind of hush hush, and and you know, I guess in a sense, I'm doing the same thing, man. I'm like, I'm trying to put a program together. Uh, most people are trying to figure that out, but uh, I'm uh, I'm not sure, man. It's it's crazy. I was actually gonna get with you. I kind of wanted to pull up, um, like pull up the American Flat Track actual like just the generic results page and kind of see, because we we can all know that, like all right, we know Jared's probably going to be on an Indian, but nobody really knows. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, Briar's going to be on the Indian, but nobody really knows. So it's it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, everybody's so nosy. We all want to know. Like, it's just a matter of fact. Like, like Jared Mees, I'm assume, we can assume Indian. Briar, we can assume Indian, but who knows? Um, I think, uh, let's just go with who we know. Like, we pretty much know that Dallas and JD are locked in with Estenson. Um, B Rob, from what I gather, is going to be with with Jerry and uh, and Ben Evans, which is obviously a, a great team. Uh, they got some wins this year. Um, Vanderkoy, not really sure on him. He got his first win. Um, man, let's change let's change gears for a second. Vanderkoy, man, if I, I had like a big budget, he'd be one of my guys. Like, I don't know. He might be working on something in the background. I just I don't know what what what's going on with him. I know he just built a house, so he's certainly not done racing. He's got to pay for that house. Uh, Fisher, I'm assuming same deal. Like he's putting his program together. Bronson, nobody knows. I don't know if he's going to be back on the hog next year or if they're moving on to somebody else or if they're doing anything else, who knows with latest. I mean, there's so many unknowns. Like I'm going to cut Janet's you off doing? real quick. Um, it's, and honestly, like people listening to like, we are in a between a what's the saying between a rock and a hard spot? Is that a saying? I think I've heard that before. Yeah, so, a rock and a hard place. Yeah, a hard place, whatever. So we actually, me and you, we're pretty, pretty. You know, we, we're I guess insiders. We we know a bunch of connected. People. We're connected. Yeah, like we're the connected. Mafia. So we know some of what you said. Like I could probably say, eh, well, that's not true, or I kind of know what he's doing, but like for our pod it's kind of like a respect thing like just with like our peers and people we work with like we don't want to shout out stuff on what they're doing but it is fun for the people i guess who we don't know to kind of speculate so <clears throat> nice is pretty quiet on everything probably cause God, no he's not probably because he doesn't have any friends to talk to um so <laughs> he calls me every once in a while. I'm just I mean, Jared's got some friends. Don't I'm just messing. Me. I actually talked to Jared probably t- two, three Nicole's times. Nicole's his only friend. <laughs> Can um, you imagine like Thanksgiving dinner, just like Jared and Nicole looking at each other? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think what you've said, you know, about Jared is probably true. Like Indian pulled out like their factory deal. Is that official? I don't know if that's official yet, but everybody kind of knows that. They're pulling out from having their well, yeah. I guess he mentioned it at the banquet. So, well, hold on. You gotta rephrase that because it sounds like like I don't want to throw everybody into a loop. Indians not like pulling out saying nobody's riding a fucking Indian anymore. It's just no, when they say they pull support, out, that just means yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the semi truck may or may not be there, but right. they're still gonna have Indians on the track. Everybody, so don't lose your minds out there. No, and honestly, it's you know the passion that Indian motorcycle from a corporation has had in the sport of flat track 
it's uh it's actually really cool to see because you don't see that from a brand like harley davidson anymore like i'm sorry i've been vocal about it. i have a lot of harley friends that listen to the podcast they're like man you're just shitting on harley and you know this and that i'm like dude i'm calling it as i see it like do you see the effort harley davidson's putting in like yeah they they kept the sport literally going for so long with everything they did and the bikes and the parts and the contingency but as of you know the last few years there's just they don't have the motivation and i've talked to harley davidson about about it like i've sent emails and i guess they don't see the value you know but uh but anyway Which yeah it's really I mean, sad you know it's so sad i'm sorry i cut you off again you know what next time too i'm just letting you know next next pod i'm gonna keep notes and i'm gonna see how many times i can interrupt the fuck out of you <laughs> well, i cut you off as well sometimes but, so it's all gucci but i do get it you're you're absolutely right about harley um so go go ahead with that because yeah it's uh it's kind no, of a bummer I mean, man yeah so back to the indian motorcycle like they're gonna keep supporting the bikes and contingency and parts and and everything but who knows what that looks like we kind of know what it looks like for next year but who knows what it looks like and three to five years man i mean who who knows so uh with that being said i think we'll uh we'll see less indian motorcycles the ftr 750 i think we'll see probably half of them on the grid next year just because they're just uh it's i don't know it's just i don't know why exactly yeah oh i mean you say you say half of them so let's look who's got indians me's or i'm sorry let's look at 2022 who's who's got indians me's bauman robinson vandercoy fisher uh, I guess we won't count Price because he was like Indian to start, then he was Yamaha. Uh, ben Lau had uh, the Rackley Indians. Um, uh, Pearson had an Indian. Shayna had an Indian. Um, so out of those riders you've mentioned right there, I can confidently say half of them won't be on the Indian. Wow, well, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I can't wait till we can actually like end the speculation because obviously you have some ins and outs and. Uh, um, more even more so than me. Hell, two of the names I mentioned are directly, basically related to you, um, and then two more are like some of your closest friends. So, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I've said it before. You know, I wasn't super thrilled when Indian came in with their uh, race-only engine and like a supposed handshake agreement about production engines. But, like you said, though, you cannot fault them for building. Arguably, uh, I'm going to say it, man. I'm going to say it. I love the XR, but uh, I agree. With I, what I you're about to the say. Indian, I mean, yeah, they built the absolute best flat tracker we've ever seen. So hats off to them and everybody that well, developed you can make, that thing. You can make the argument. I'll just real quick, just want to follow up on that. You can make the argument of the XR, obviously, like all time. It has the stats right now. But in the time frame that the FTR has been out and just the reliability that the Indian FTR 750, I mean, the XR. You sneezed on that thing and it blew a transmission. So, you know, it's you, literally you missed one shift on that on an XR. If you miss a shift <laughs> the wrong way, it's three grand to fit. You know what I mean? Like, Dude. so the FTR has been, it's pretty damn reliable. Uh, how many? It really is. Go. I mean, it's, they did a well, great job. And they, what, what I like about Indian as well is they've, they've like given back to the riders with contingencies. Like they've, they've written a lot of checks to support. So to to support the sport, so and that's what I'm getting at with the the best all around bike. So think of it this way: let's turn back the page to say the '90s. Yeah, the XR750 was first through 18th in the main events for so many years. But if you realize and you think about it, other than the RS750, the Harley XR never really had any really good competition 
meaning like, you know, people back in the day would campaign some triumphs and some Yamaha twins, obviously Kenny Roberts. We know that era in the seventies, but throughout the seventies, late sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, the XR never really had another company that brought in a purpose built race engine. So it was like, all right, well, I'm going to take this triumph and we're going to modify the shit out of it. And, and, and maybe win a couple of races or the Yamaha twin. I mean, you put Kenny Roberts, the best dude in the world on it. And he kind of won a few races against the Harleys, but you know, he, after he that won. era, and he then, won. I don't know if the, that bike won. People talk about that TZ, and I think I don't think anybody else could have won on that bike. I think that was no uh, hell no, dude. Thing, so. Yeah, but, but like you said, though the XR, it was like like the Indian. You you go race it, you go home, you pressure wash it, change the oil, charge the battery, and you're change the tires you're basically ready for the next round whereas i remember working for for little sammy and jethro we were at charlotte one time and and we went to warm the fucker up and boom like the cam broke like and, and i didn't even know because i'm not like an xr engine guy but i thank god kenny tolbert at least puts up with me and he's like hey man you're fucked <laughs> i'm like what do you mean he's like well this and, this and he could hear it and be like well this and this and this i mean we we can fix it but we ain't got the time or the parts and you don't want to do it at the track and i'm like all right well Time for the backup bike, you know, we're an Indian. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just got a corrupted map. Go reflash it. Or, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the XR, you go home, and then, like you said, after a mile, that fucking engine was, was coming apart, man. Like, you had to take it apart, you know. There, whereas the Indian, you, what, change the oil, you maybe change the spark plugs out because you feel bad. <laughs> but anyway, I know, uh, man, we're so good at getting off topic. But, uh, but anyway, oh, shoot, yeah, a huge yeah. shout-out back to Indian, dude. They built, they, in my opinion, I'm going to say it, my opinion, they built the best flat tracker uh, known to man, and, and and good for them. They've earned all the accolades. I mean, it's a uh, it's a shame that they're pulling out, but you gotta you, you can't really fault them. I mean, business wise, I mean, are they really selling a whole bunch of scouts off the showroom floor? Are they really selling a whole bunch of chief chief chains off the floor because you know, Jared? Oh man, Breyer. I will say that like being at some of the Moto America races this year and at the flat track stuff, I have seen. Uh, a surprising amount of Indian motorcycles at the races that I haven't seen that I didn't see five years ago. So True. I, I do see a difference and I do see a lot of Indian motorcycle fans. Like I would have never thought that when they got in, I'm like, you know, this is, you know, a Harley based sport or whatever, but man, at Moto America races and there's a lot there, there might be more Indian motorcycles in the, uh, like where the fans park than Harley's and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm being honest. Like there's actually quite a few out there. So, um, anyway, yeah, I want to, uh, make sure we shout out real estate Rispoli before we get any farther. James Rispoli, your Florida real estate guy. If you're anywhere near Florida, he specializes kind of Daytona, Deland, Sanford, I guess, although that, you know, that general, general area, but he can do anything in Florida. If you're looking to, Move to the greatest state, probably in the country right now. I know Rob will agree. If you're looking to have a rental property, somewhere to stay, Airbnb, anything real estate related, James the Rocket, Hulk Spoley. He's got more nicknames than Shaquille O'Neal. He's your guy. He's easy to find on social media and uh, anything real estate in Florida, Rob. He's uh, he's your guy. That, and he's just yeah. fucking awesome. He's He's really, 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 really 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 awesome i mean he, he's just a good dude man oh my gosh and look what he did with that ktm boy he james respoli is needs to be on ktm's bankroll because it looks like to me like just seeing pictures and just random talkings we're going from one 
to two KTM twins, you know, rest in peace, Varnes. He was he was building one too. Uh, missed that guy, but uh, man, between Raspoli and Varnes, man, I think next year you're going to see. I bet you're going to see eight, at least eight KTM twins next year. You're going to see a lot, and that kind of we do know what Raspoli's doing generally. We know he's not riding the the KTM twin. Uh, he's I, not. No, he he announced it on his or uh, Wally Brown announced it on their social that they um that they that James not he's not coming back so and it was a po- it was positive but they're uh, so my guess is Raspoli, Hog Spoli, whatever Spoli you want to call him I think he's headed back to road racing and I don't know if he can do I don't know his actual plans he'll probably listen to the pod and and uh, laugh at what we're saying but he. I don't know if he can do any flat track stuff, but I am 99% sure he will be back full-time in Moto America next year from what I've heard. But hopefully we still see him on the dirt. I mean, I hate that, but you can't really hate it for for either, A, following the money or following a full-time ride, too. So, um, I mean, dude. I like it. (laughs) I do, too. I I mean, he cut his teeth in the dirt. I mean, he's clearly – he's one of our guys like JD who can – who can win on dirt? He can win on asphalt. I mean, shit. If you race popsicle sticks around the Walmart, he'd probably w- race there too and, and do really well. So, um, big big shout out to him for for moving on. Uh, but I do hope, uh, from a personal standpoint, I want to see him in the pits. And he's he's just such a good he's a good guy all around, man. He's I used to shit on him a long time ago, or not really shit on him, but I used to pick on him a little bit because he had the super long hair. He was riding like an Aprilia twin and and he was super you know who he reminds me of he's kind of like a Johnny Lewis like loose style like he's like oh shit I'm out of shape well I better go grab another handful that'll sort it out and uh <laughs> and then he pulls it off man like he doesn't throw it away very often and uh I think no matter what he does he's gonna be successful look at his real estate deal I mean he, he got his real estate license uh big Papa Phil I think was an impact in that and uh man I, I hate that I, I can't believe I missed that news but you know what? You can't help but be happy for the guy because he's he's good on everything he rides. So I well, want to see me, him do some road racing. For me, Rob, as a Moto America employee now, I like we will we will take James Raspoli in the Moto America paddock. So I uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. We don't I don't want to announce what he's doing, and I don't know 100. percent There's no official official deal here, but yeah. So that's. That's what we got on tap for that. Uh, we'll we'll talk some Moto America stuff here later in the show, but I think we addressed a good handful of Super Twins people. Like I said, we can't really. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, shout out exactly what these guys are doing. I know, you know, it's an unfiltered pod, nitty gritty, but it's a respect thing. So, yeah, I think you'll hear more. Honestly, I would think you'd hear more by the end of the year, but. Fuck, dude, That's with cool. flat track stuff, you I mean, don't really see stuff till January, February. So, oh no, man. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll. Yeah, I guess we'll go on to. I'll let you. You've been doing a really good job, Rob, at leading this direction. So I'll let you kind of talk about some single stuff, and I've talked about it a little bit. I think next year is going to be probably the hardest year we've seen at in the top ten for the singles class. Um, I personally feel like the top excuse me, the top 10 to 12 guys in singles, it's as good as it's ever been, maybe better. But I also feel like, you know, it's it's pretty realistic for anybody in that class, most people, to like have a shot at making a couple main events a year. So the last few spots in the main event, 
it, they're quite a bit off of where the top 12 guys go in the main. Like those guys break away. Then you usually have three or four guys in the main who are quite a bit off the pace from the leaders, uh, from what I've noticed. Not talking shit. I'm just, you know, calling it out as I see it. So, because we were talking, like, you know, Posh was with me yesterday, Brandon Posh, and he, he was talking about maybe doing some flat track. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You'd pro- you're, you're probably going to get your ass kicked. You definitely will get your ass kicked. But I think you can maybe, with some training, maybe realistically make a couple mains, definitely on the TTs. But, um, so what are your what are your thoughts, Rob, on on those guys? And I know it's like I said, it's we don't want to shout out everybody's shit, but something you know we know Cody obviously is Cody and Max are staying. Uh, I I think Trevor Bruner has one more year. Turner guys typically do Man. two years on their deals, so I guess you know it's we don't really know exactly. Um, some of the some of the no, we we don't. No, we we don't, man. And just just like you said, man, like the top the top guys. I mean, most of them are already basically locked in um, on the on the singles class. I mean, there's going to be some musical chairs here and there, I'm sure, as as there always is. And everybody's holding their cards, or some people aren't even have contracts signed yet. Who who knows? But at the end of the day, like you said, the uh, the singles, you know, going in. And I think even our old head XR fans that <laughs> me and Lane like to, to pick on on the flat track page, like they they can even agree that the singles class is generally one of the, the best ones on average. Now we've had some amazing super twins and, you know, no offense to you, but you guys have had some crazy good uh, production twins races, but something we can always pretty much count on is the singles class. Now the first half of the season, it was the Cody cop class. It seemed like, let's see, one, two, three, four. I mean, by, by race nine, he had already had one, two, three, four, five. He had six wins in the first nine races. So that's that's kind of unheard of, and, and hats off to him for, man, doing so good. But I think next year uh, he's going to have his work cut out for him. I mean, he's a good kid, but obviously we need some more competition. So I think uh, I'm just looking down the standings here. I mean, I'm kind of I'm curious about I'm curious about some of these other guys that have won in the class, but maybe they struggled a little bit last year. Um, for instance, you know, BK, BK1, uh, BK80. You know, he had a, a rough start to the season, then all of a sudden, boom, like, I think uh, three quarters of the way through, he, he got himself back on the podium, you know, um, and he's Has won BK before. Won? Uh, he's won a race? Yeah, yeah he won, he won uh, Indy. Yeah, he Indy, won Indy. That's right. Damn, yeah, that was yeah. a big win. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did a four-rider four, four rider draft pass to, you know, pulled off um, down the back straightaway. And BK uh, Coach, is in- you know, he's, BK's intriguing to me before we move on. Like, I've seen him do some things on a bike that it's it's incredible, like some of his like the practice videos I see and I've seen him at the track. He's creative, creative with his line choices. It's just, he's also one of the most frustrating guys for me to watch. It's like, dude, he's so good. Like if he tightened up a couple things, he could be a problem every weekend. So um, I do like, he's a pot. He keeps that things positive. Like he's always kind of got a good vibe and stuff, but yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see, I'd like to see him up front more consistent consistency um would be key for yeah for him of course so, and, and the yeah. thing is he he knows that too i mean he's he's one of robbie's original kids too so he 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 struggles but then like he'll pull something out and it's like you know the talent's there you know the uh the speed is there like he's constantly in the top and in, in qualifying and then like he'll just have like a bad semi which will put him into a bad position in the main where he get he can get kind of stuck you know but uh coast is another one man he struggled the first half of the year didn't make a few mains swap bikes and stuff 
Um, he got on the first impressions team um, earlier in the year and, and, and man, he did some good stuff with that too. And, and um, you know, everybody knows that coast is, can, can win. I mean, he's won a race since what, like when did he turned pro like 15 or something like a long time ago, but um, he's, it's funny to look at coast and be like, Oh, he's a veteran. And he kind of is like, how funny is that? Cause he still acts like he's 16, but dude, I think he's like, is he 30 yet? He's, he's like, I don't older. know if I can drop Chad's age on the uh, pod. He might be a little <laughs> Yeah, we out, can't do that. It was like, it's like Henry Wiles. He was like 29 for like five years. <laughs> uh, same with Chad, man. It's like Chad, like Chad will tell me his age. I'm like, Chad, there's no fucking way you're that old dude. Cause like I've known you forever and you, you were like two years younger than me. Like when we were younger, there's no, there's no way that you, <laughs> that you're that young. So I don't know. I think, I think we will see a big shakeup in the first impressions team. I think they're going to do some things differently with their program. And uh, I think it's a good thing. Like I personally uh, like I, 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 those Honda, the new Hondas, like the, I say new anything from like 15 to 16 on up. I feel like they're, really hard to get work really hard to get to work unless you have a lot of resources to make it work like it's just a challenging bike it was for me anyway to ride now there's some guys that you know Dalton's always ridden the Honda as well Trent Lowe rides the Honda's really well he he swears by the Honda so he I think is, there's some guys Honda. out there that can ride them well but I also think like Chad's a smaller guy he's kind of you know like myself and James Ott and those guys they they seem to really like the steel frame bike. So, um, yeah, I don't know exactly 100% what they're doing. Well, I kind of know 99%. Well, you know, it was <laughs> the Mike Log fan club threw up a spicy one the other day. They said, uh, so they were, the, the fan club was asking about, uh, you know, silly season rumors too. And it makes everybody, everybody's talking about it. even, even funny sites like that one's talking about it. And there was one that said, uh, Coast, Dalton, and Landon all teaming up. I'm like, oh, well, hey, that's a, that's a good, uh, a good one but you know it's it's not verified and it's clearly not <laughs> nothing even remotely official but it's still funny to think you know um that uh i comment people false. are throwing all sorts I commented of false on it i said that's false actually <laughs> I, I actually threw a bunch of comments false false not true um man it, it honestly think... i don't want to get off topic too much go, wait go ahead go ahead i'll let you follow say, do you think that uh jared Mees was really spotted in a, in a gay brothel <laughs> that seems like a pretty serious serious one there well Maybe my we question is Jared. who who spotted him because you either were walking by it or going in yourself so uh maybe yeah. they were just like asking for a phone book i will say though and i can say this on a hundred percent honesty and i would not be surprised and i don't have any insider on this but he mentioned about Mies possibly that uh the, the site said Mies Bagger Racing. And it honestly would not, not surprise me if he did a bagger race next year on an Indian. I would I would love to see it. I would love I mean I don't expect him to battle with O'Hara and and Wyman no, and no, other Wyman. Right. But dude I would love to, I would love to see that because number one, look at all the look at all the exposure that would bring to flat track also. I mean, yeah, nobody's gonna be like, oh Jared's gonna go out there and, and win the bagger. But dude, he's a racer, man. He's gonna He's, he's gonna get his if, ass kicked. But, but I think he's gonna get on a good, kicked. But on a good bike, he he won't get last. He'll be he'll do decent. No, but no I no. I honestly don't think that's too far fetched. I mean, I, we don't know what Mies is doing. I'm sure he wants to make money, and I think somewhere like Daytona, he could probably go out there and and do decent enough. But I guarantee you, I'm a hundred percent certain 
the conversation has happened with Jared and Gary Gray. If Gary, you're listening, sorry, bud. I just, that's how I feel. I, I'm pretty certain that conversation has happened and uh, it would be cool to see, but I do want to shout out Indy Motorcycle. They do support our podcast and everything they do for flat track, Moto America, super hooligan racing. They, they do so much for, for the industry. And we're, we're thankful for what they do for our podcast. They announced some of their new line of motorcycles, check them out on their website just great lineup of bikes. If you can go find your local dealership, go test ride one of them bikes. And still waiting for my, uh, I got to get an Indian challenger. I'm still waiting for that monster to show up at my front door. So we'll, uh, we'll keep working on that, but yeah, so I guess we got sidetracked again, but single stuff. Yeah. I don't think I will say Rob, it's, it's actually kind of crazy to me how much these singles guys, I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod already, but how much some of these singles guys are getting paid. I mean, if you look at the top 10 of every class, Super Twins, uh, singles, and I guess there's no more production twins, but if you looked at those three last year, there's more good, consistent pay for the singles riders than there are. Like the 10th place guy in the singles gets more than the, te- than, than the 10th place guy in Super Twins. Uh, it, they definitely have the most salary paid riders and what i what i mean by that is they're getting salary regardless if they finish first or 69th they're getting paid something and a lot of the singles guys riders or whatever they they're getting double or triple contingency as well and i don't know the extent of everybody but it's actually crazy to me how much they're getting paid as opposed and i think a lot of them are naive to it like i don't think the singles guys get it either like they're you know because they've kind of signed right into making money where dude a lot of us we grinded it out for like 10 years like the era of like myself b rob even like brad baker like that none of us you know we never made any serious money right off the bat i mean it took me a way too long to make money so yeah it's it's actually crazy how much they make it's but on the other hand of that though it's i think it's an awesome thing because yeah it sucks about you know, some of the twins not doing it, but it shows that, you know, if you create a good platform to where manufacturers can get excited about it, whether or not, you know, nobody's going to pay a singles guy like, like Roxanne or Tomac. Clearly we know that. And I, God dang, that'd be amazing in the future. Maybe who knows, but, um, now for what I was going to say there, but, uh, it's just cool. And it shows you that, look, you know, if you, if you put up a class that, you know, the manufacturer can come into realistically, we only have like, this past year we had KTM, Honda, Husqvarna put up stuff, um, um, and the, all three of those had like legit factory supported riders. And then you got factory supported teams as well. You know, I know, uh, you know, KTM came on board and helped out a couple, um, um, you know, smaller outfits, but still that just shows like it's cool that in flat track you can have something like the like like in Supercross you have the like the Troy Lee team that wasn't really a factory team but they were factory supported and that's kind of how we're going here too you know there's it's really a good time in my opinion and just looking down the list some more too going back to what I was talking about earlier you know there's still like Stallings you know he had some great seasons back in the day he knows how to win on a motorcycle he's had some bad luck what's he doing next year uh, Ryan Wells, he's a past champion. He struggled this past year and the year before, but he still showed at Peoria that he could still get the job done. I mean, he he won his semi against a stacked semi, 
So what's he doing? Um, you know, not to pick on him too bad, but even even Justin Jones, he's won nationals before and he's struggled, but he's supposed to be. I've seen where he's in the gym training too. So I mean, everybody seems to be taking twenty three really freaking seriously because there's a uh, the singles class is going to be lit in twenty three, man. I can tell you that right now. I mean, it's just just looking down here and all these other guys that have started making mains and, and showing up. Um, it, it's it's going to be really interesting, man. I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, I can't wait till a bunch more stuff is actually ironed out so we can actually talk instead of just speculate. I mean, I know you have some insight into things and we can't say everything, but man, if, if there's any time to be excited about the next season, I think this is it. And, and it's kind of like MotoGP and, and road racing where it's like, Oh, who's going where and who's doing what. And, and that's what we need in our sport. We need that off season hype. And, and this is, and this is uh this is a is a good good opportunity here. Yeah. Um before we get into it anymore, I want to make sure we shout out Bell Power Sports. Check out Bell Helmets to view their full line of products. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yeah, I wanted to uh that's pretty good on the silly season stuff. And if any riders are out there and they wanna they wanna hit us up about dropping announcements, we don't really we don't really actively seek that. Um, we're not really like a news, like an informational news podcast, more like entertainment type shit. But we'll, uh, if it's, you know, you know, if you're Joe Williams signing a deal <laughs> to race, you know, well, amateur nationals or something, probably, probably won't, probably won't. Another cool thing too, much, though. But... Well, not, I don't want to change gears completely yet, but I do want to give a shout out to the, uh, the, the freaking rookies classes coming up this year too. So, you're going to have a bunch more. Like last year, we had all the hype was on, on um, Sadoff and then kind of on Scott until he went road racing. Um, but, you know, Sadoff, he proved that, man, you know, rook, rookies is still a thing. I mean, he finished seventh overall, um, got himself his first couple podiums and got some fourth places and stuff. And, and, you know, next year you've got uh, Declan Bender. They just um, messaged me saying they're going pro in 23. Um, I don't know if we said or not yet, but uh, – one of my other kids, Landon Smith, he's turning pro in 23. Uh, I saw where Jess Reynolds just got her um, promo deal done. Uh, not a promo, I'm sorry. What was it she posted? Um, oh, shit. What was it she posted? She posted, like, her resume thing. Um, and and it, was, it was cool, and I loved reading it. And, and she's going pro. I mean, that's another female out there, so that's, that's, that's always good for the sport. Um, and, and she's been on a tear in the amateur stuff, too. I mean, I think there was a race not too long ago I was scoring, and – I was like, who the fuck is that out front of Henry Wiles? And, and it was Jess Reynolds. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, she's, she's been training with Johnny Lewis, and um, so clearly she's taken her stuff seriously. And then, you know, as you know, next year, the 23 rookies class is going to be another band of heavy hitters with Renshaw and, and Fanders and some of these other kids. So, uh, and if I, if I didn't mention you, it's no, nothing personal. It's just I can't remember everybody off the top of my head. But, I mean, the singles class is, is looking good for the next few years is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. So we'll uh, we'll stay tuned to that. I'm trying to find something here. I wanted to talk about the the TV viewership. Uh, AFT announced new That's viewership record of 3.4 million viewers during the two, 2022 season. I can't find I can't find the 2021 numbers. Um, and I probably have some of the info wrong, but I think I th there's so much I have so much going on with uh, different things. But I 
I think, Rob, was 2021, you might know this, weren't we on NBC Sports in 2021? Man, I can't remember what, what years or what, man. Honestly, I feel so bad about admitting this. I don't hardly ever watch the replays because I was there. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go and watch, and, and <laughs> truthfully, part of that is 100% Dalton's, Dalton's fault. Every race, if we go back to the hotel or, you know, with Turner and them in the uh, – in our B and B's and stuff, like I would always share a room with Dalt, and and like as soon as we would lay down to go to bed, it'd be like, it's like, what are you doing? He's just replaying videos, and I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, God dang it, go to bed. And on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, he's looking and watching, seeing what he did wrong and stuff. So um, I'm the same way, dude. I'll go back and I'll I'll go back and I'll watch the uh, the practice. Like I'll go back and watch the practice uh, right after it happens. I'll go back and. I'll I'll turn the volume up. I like to listen to the commentators. I like to see what what they're what they see, what I see. Um, I, I like you know I I do that as well. But <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 a hundred eh, ninety nine. I guess again, ninety nine percent sure. This is the ninety nine percent pod we're gonna call it. But I'm pretty sure last year was NBC Sports. This year it's on Fox Sports. So new viewership. It, it's a different network. Um, and I'm not trying to. I'm just being transparent on what like what I see and you can make stats however you want them like you can make them look or sound as great as you want um but it's a different network so to compare new viewership record I mean easily I would think Fox Sports is bigger than NBC Sports right I mean I know I watch more Fox Sports than NBC Sports so going to Fox Sports it's it's a better network so you know the viewership is cool that's good. It's a good thing for the sport that people people see it because I have people over the course of a year like when the race is like I'll get a bunch of texts for Hob randomly. It'll be like on a Sunday afternoon. They'll be like, "Hey, good job." I'll be like, "For what?" And they'll be like, "You you just want a race." I'm like, "Oh, that was like two weeks ago." So I get stuff from people that don't follow the sport, like kids I went to high school with that'll catch it on at the bar or something, which is cool. Like that's, that's really cool. But I don't think it's a telling, a telling tale of exactly how we're doing in like, as a sport. I mean, you go to the races and the grandstands, they're just the spectators aren't there. And I, I'm pat, I'm pretty passionate about this part of the sport where that's why I'm bringing it up. And I know it's not something you want to touch upon, but I think it's key. Like, I think it's important that we need the fans to come to the races. And I think live streaming has hurt. It definitely has. It, it's hurt live attendance. Like I know people that I've talked to, oh yeah, we didn't, we didn't catch that. You know, we just, we caught it on fans choice and they'll live within two hours of the race where like they used to come and watch the race. Now the live streaming, it's, it's cool in some aspects, but it really hurts the live attendance and it's killing the promoters from making money. I mean, looking at grandstands Springfield mile in the nineties and even the early two thousands when it wasn't really, it was still kind of transitioning there. There were a lot more fans in the grandstands and there were a lot of races this year where I looked up in the stands and I was like, man, that sucks. Like, so anyway, they announced the, uh, the viewership numbers and it looks good on paper, but I mean, still have, still had 12 super twins riders and, you know, a tenth of the grandstands filled on a lot of these racetracks. So I think we need yeah. to put some focus on that. 
We do, and I've said it from from day one. And of course, you know, it's so easy for me to sit on the sidelines and be like, "Oh, AFT needs to do this, and AFT needs to do that." But at the end of the day, like Castle Rock proved that if you make it an event and you make it freaking fun. Now I'm not, you know, condoning everybody coming out smoking weed like at Castle Rock. I mean, but half our riders went out there with a contact high on the track. But the uh, but that just goes to show you that, man, if you make it exciting, you, you got to make people want to get off their fucking couch. Because, like, I'll be honest with you, dude, I'm a fat fuck. I like watching shit on TV. But, man, it's just there's nothing like the sights, the sounds, and the smells of, of a race. And, and I'll always be that. But we got to get those diehards back. And we got to get we got to get new people excited about it. And, and like you said, come come to the events. You know, and it's it is it is kind of shitty at some events where it's like, man. I've seen more more spectators in an outlaw race at, at some of them, you know. But I think I think there's still there's still possibilities, man. I, I'm not I'm not throwing the towel yet. I've talked to Gene and Cam with AFT, and they've got some really cool things in the works. Um, so, you know, I know. I mean, the TV knows. coverage is cool, and they do do a lot of really cool things. Like, there's stuff that they do that is awesome. I mean, it's helped a lot of us riders make money, and it's appreciated. But we also need to go back to you know, look, circle back and be, look at what's not working to get fans in the stands. Like that's such a pivotal, maybe one of the most important things to, you know, without live fans, no one's making money. Like we're not, it's, we're not making money. Like uh, the promoters aren't making money and the promoters pay the purse. So if the fans aren't buying tickets to pay that purse, it's, it's just not it's not good. So All right. So let's let's put the shoe on the other foot then and let's say like all right, Corey Texter, you're in charge of uh AFT, whatever. What's the first thing Corey does to make one of these other races stands packed? Like just give me an example. Just you know, I'm just curious. I'm not I'm not harping on you. I mean you do a damn good job of the events you promote. But if you were handed the keys to AFT for one round well, let's see. Well, let's just do one, well, one I'll round. Be, and, and I'll be can't. transparent right now with what you said with, like, my races. I don't really – it's not um, – my my business plan doesn't necessarily um, – it doesn't – it, it matters. Like, I want fans to come watch the amateur races I put on, but mine is more about putting on really good events for the amateur riders. Um, I kind of cater – so far in my promoting career – I've catered to putting on really good events for the riders in terms of tracks, efficiency, awards, exposure. Um, so I don't really, um, I don't really market my races to bring in a bunch of fans. Like if the fans can come, it's definitely appreciated. So, but going on to what, what would I do in AFT? And honestly, there's a lot of things I do, but I'm not going to drop free advice on a podcast for somebody to, uh, to take that advice from. So um, I'll give one example just for the sake of like, you know, acting like I don't want to, you know, he doesn't actually have a, have a plan. I mean, um, there's, do I want to drop? Some? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, come on, give me one thing. Give me one thing you would do. Just like if you were handed the keys now, and it, I mean, I wasn't trying to compare your races to AFT. I know you do a damn good job and, and you're, you're one of the staples. I mean, you're like the, the new age Steve Nace in a sense to where you, you spend, you know, you're, you're catering as best you can. So my question to you though, is like, if you had the keys, what's one thing and I'll, and I'll tell you one thing I would do too. So what, what is, just give me like, I mean, honestly in AFT, it's so, it, it, there's so many layers that you have to peel back. So 
for me, like I wouldn't promote an AFT race simply because I don't love the product right now. I don't love the fact that there's 12 super twins guys out on the grid right now. Uh, you know, I just, it's hard for me to sell okay. a product where I'm only like, man, there's only 12 guys out on the grid. So for me, I would, <clears throat> I would work on trying to get a really, really fan fun racetrack. So something with a lot of action, okay. a cushion, a cushion track, something that provides good racing action because 12 guys going around a cushion track. It's it. You almost, it, you don't notice there's only 12 guys out at Lima because the racing's so awesome. You notice 12 guys hit Springfield mile or Laconia or something that there's not great racing action. You notice that more on a crummy racetrack. So I think a lot of focus needs to be put on what tracks we're going to in what demographic at what time of the year. Um, like an example, okay. we went to, we went to Missouri last year in April and um, the weather was crummy. The fans don't want to come out on a crummy, like crummy weather watching crummy racing with only a handful of guys out there. So, all right. So you want to know yeah. my, my, my thing? Cause see, I'm being like a CEO here. I'm uh, just call me the Elon Musk of flat track. You know what I mean? That's, Without the billion. That's a bold. Oh, that's hold bold. On. Hold on. I got to sneeze. Hold on. Oh, man, that had some torque in it. Okay. So my my theory and my thought, the first thing I would do, and I would never, ever get rid of Springfield or something like this, but my thing would be uh, I'd have some more nationals. Oh, look, a spam call. I would have some more nationals uh, either indoors or short tracks. And I say, and I'm not, I'm not using Laconia as an example. I'm going to throw PDT as an example. You got 12 riders, and they're going top to bottom on the track. You know, you got Callahan. They're going top to bottom on the track. We've seen that twins can run a short track. Like, the track record at PDT right now is a twin from Sammy Halbert. So my thing is, you all this action-packed shit inside a stadium, like, that's why Supercross is so po popular over motocross for more than just one reason. But you can see all the freaking action. Like, yeah, you can watch Springfield Mile from the grandstands, but for all the people in the pitch, you can't see shit until they come by the front straightaway or if you go sit yeah. in turn three and four. So my thing is, let's try and find some, some state stadiums or, or short tracks because short tracks always has the most battle. But I don't want to get away from, you know, the, the grassroots stuff. Like, I do think that we need more cushions. I've said before, I hate cushions. I do as far as mechanic standpoint. From a racer standpoint, I'm the fastest cushion rider in the world until somebody passes me. I'm like, man, them motherfuckers are cheating. So, I are you a good cushion rider? I've never seen you on a cushion. If I'm out there, but dude, if I'm out there on the cushion by myself, feeling it, dude, you're I'm the fastest George cushion rider in the world. Yeah, you're George. If you Rick. put somebody in front of me and I get roosted in my freaking hands, my chest, my neck, my arms get pelted, I'm like, man, cushions are the worst thing ever. So that's and good, here man. I am so it, it comes back to what I said. Like, good racing provides good action, good spectator count, really. So, right. I mean, it's kind of what, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. And honestly, like there's, there's so much more that goes into it. And I don't think they're doing, like I said, I think they do a great job on some aspects of what they do. They're, they're really good at it and they've done a lot of cool things. Yep. And I'm thankful as a rider that I was able to make money the last four years. Um, they've given me a platform to do it, but I also worked my ass off and chased my own. Um, you know, if I was getting, um, and that further down, th down the road, I'd like to go over more of, you know, how I made money as a production twins rider. But like, if, if there's contingency, you know, and it's a thousand to win, go to that, go to that brand and say, Hey, you know, will you double it? If I wear a Yamaha hat on the podium or, you know, going to these sponsors and getting your own bonuses based of what they're 
what they're offering, uh, the sports offering is, is, uh, sure. is something you can do as well, but no, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I hope it, dude, I hope it's, it's good. It's just, I don't know. Like, we don't know what's next year is going to be a really key year, you know, in, in American flat track. And yeah, I'm just hoping, hoping for, for good things. And we could do a two hour pod on what we would do and we don't have all the answers and who's to say what, what I would pick would even work, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, I just think like <clears throat> posting the viewership numbers and, and kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's just, however you make these stats is what it looks like to the fans. I mean, it's, I'm reading here, it says <clears throat> they were in highly desirable time slots, which is great. Um, they followed it up with 133 re airs on FS1 and FS2. That's a lot of re-airs. So, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I don't, it's just, just the stats, man. It just, I know, I, I like to see black and white. I like to see people in the stands. I like to see bikes on the track. So, and I wanted these guys to get paid. So you have like on this page I'm looking at right now, there's a picture of Davis Fisher. I guess they tweeted something, uh, how fast do they go on the straightaways? And there's some really funny answers in that, by the way, but there's a picture of Davis Fisher and, he's not making enough money right now to where when he retires, he can like put money aside for his kids in college or anything. So I just, yeah, yeah there's just a lot of things that we all need to be making more money. And like I've said, the riders can definitely do more as well. The riders are a lot of our riders are just fucking lazy. I mean, they can definitely do more to benefit themselves, but it's like the circle of life, Rob, it all kind of coexists with one another. Right. So yeah, and I mean, I hate that you use that word, but you're actually absolutely right, man. I mean, there's a, and and these pro guys that are listening are like, oh, Corey's full of shit. Like he's you're absolutely right on that, man. You gotta, you can't just be, you can't just be working on the track. You gotta be hustling behind the scenes, and and that goes to show you. And you can see clearly out there who does the hustle behind the scenes, and 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 two riders I'm gonna name drop is gonna be Jared Mees and Corey Texter, like. You can't hardly fit another freaking sponsor on Jared's leathers, but that that's on him. I mean, you gotta be a hustler, man. And he's been hustling since like what, nineteen ninety eight. So, uh, I mean, and same. Thing I'd with love you. to I mean, get him be, on, man. I'd love to get Jared on, just as uh, I'd love to like. He ain't sharing no sponsor. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, you don't need sponsors, man. You down the do road, it. I'd like to get him on, like when he's done and retired, just. I want to know, and I'll I'll say the same. Like, how much was that spot on your? you know, chess for your leathers. Like what did like, he's one of the only monster energy athletes in America. I think any kind of racing that comes from America, I, I don't know if I'm probably jack that up, but he's, there's not many monster athletes outside of Supercross, And he's one of very few. And he's not even on like most of the monster deals, I think they come from like team deals, like, uh, like star Yamaha or, or things like that. His is his seems like it's an individual deal with monster that he got. So, um, yeah, he's pulled in some really good deals and Jared does a really good job with that. So I would definitely like to kind of pick his brain on, on some of that stuff and maybe vice versa. He's probably wondering how the hell I I've done certain deals as well. So, and that'd be cool to, to do. And, you know, these, I have a lot of riders hit me up every year. Like, how can I get sponsors and how can I, it's like, man, that's such a broad question, man. I, I, if you it really a, is, yeah. have something specific, I'd love to help. But like these people that ask me how to get sponsors, I look at their social pages. They post once a month. They're shy in interviews. There's just, 
there's nothing you're selling about yourself that makes a company say, I want to give like everybody wants to get sponsored by mission foods. Right. And what, like, what makes you think that what, what do you offer differently from the millions of riders, not millions, but hundreds of riders, literally that hit up mission, what makes them see your resume, your proposal, your marketing deck and says, I'm going to invest in that guy. Like, Getting sponsorship, it's not a charity. It's a business type of deal. So what are you giving back to mission that once, you know, that makes you stand out? And if you look at your, you look at your kind of your brand, so to speak, on social media or interviews or things you're doing, um, and you're not doing anything, what makes, why would they, why would they invest in you? So, well, and we, we still, I still say we need to do a, pod on this stuff but I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit further too without because dude i know for a fact you can talk about this for days but you know you, and you kind of alluded to it earlier but like some of these riders and i'm going to say even super twins riders you know with their mission foods poster just post in general it really does look like sometimes they just copy and paste their last race report and just change the results you know you know does that mean like that's the laziness i see oh i hate I race wanna, reports they're so boring i want to see personality because i don't even hardly read the race i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you man i don't even hardly read the race res- results or reports from riders because it's like they're so i know bad. the results they're i can so look bad. at the results and then and you just throw in a bunch of like random fluff like yeah i got a bad start well no shit we all saw that you got a bad start why like oh man you know like I freaking uh, I missed the light. Like at least explain it to yourself. Make it make it fun to read. Like if a guy if Jared Mees finishes twelfth, I still read his race report. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean because I want to know like what the fuck did he do? And he'll be like, personality. Like even if you're a dick, like if you're a dick, be a dick. Like I mean if you're if you you know like just be transparent and be who you are. Show your personality. Like talking about your race. Like I got a bad start, went into the corner in fifth, got third in my semi. There's some that I read that are just, I'll read it because it's so excruciating. And I've reached out to some kids, and <laughs> I'm like, hey, that don't don't post that. Like it's so bad. Like try and like Trent was really bad. Like Trent would post stuff, and I'm like, dude, this is awful. Like t- to read, you're wasting you're wasting space on my phone right now, or keyboard or computer reading this so yeah guys <laughs> well, don't be afraid to show I've, I've your personalities Dal- for sure i've told and another thing too and i'm going to give this little secret away here that that nobody has picked up on other than a certain someone but flat track has very few villains you don't always have to be the night like look at how many people love but also freaking hate jared Meese. and it came back to this this thing i watched on a movie the other day about elvis presley his manager had buttons and they were making fun of him because it said i love elvis but he also made buttons that says i hate elvis does that make sense it's yeah, fucking yeah, br- yeah. brilliant it's yeah. brilliant it's like he's like hey i don't care what they feel but they still gave us money they still spot like i told dalton like dude you are going to be the villain you're the villain like you don't you're not like oh you know everybody love me love me like embrace the fact that when you ride and if you're in third place like we'll use evolution for example like he was pissed off at Volusia, and he look at the pa- one single pass. Like everybody's complaining, oh Volusia didn't pass. Dalton passed like three dudes in one lap, and I was like, there you fucking go. Like you don't give a fuck who's in front of you. You're going around them. Like there's no everybody wants to be the nice guy, and that's good. And you know, I'm not saying go out there and commit fel- <laughs> felonies and go to prison or anything like that. But I'm just so saying, should like, we uh, you, sh- we need to hype up the Dalton versus Trent 
rivalry because I know they're not. They're <laughs> Dude, not. that was so that was so funny. So we'll just just tell them tell them real quick because I'll tell them it was at uh, RVA and that's a great event. If you haven't been there, I highly suggest it. Uh, I was actually faster than Corey on his own twin there. Um, that's verified by transponders. Um, but oh, even boy. better was the Trent versus Dalton battle. Like it was insane. And, and this time Trent got the better of Dalton and dude, I have not seen steam coming out of somebody's face so hard. Cause usually, you know, let's be honest, you know, Dalton's kind of like Sammy or, or me or somebody like they'll move you out of the fucking way if they need to. Well, Trent returned the favor and, Dalton came. He's like, he's riding that was dirty. I'm like, wait, it's short tracking, buddy. I said, you've done that same move to like everybody. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, man. And Trent, I told Trent, I said, hey, man, you know, I don't like that you beat my guy, but much respect. You you wanted it a little bit more than anybody else did that day. You know what I mean? And and I mean, did I nail it right there? I mean, remember because they were complaining yeah, there to was you some and everybody. Shoving like, and there was some shoving and pushing that was definitely entertaining. <laughs> it was uh, I had to go over and play Uncle Corey to both of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah, wanted to are. fight. I'm like, none of you fucking nerds want to fight. I'm like, can you imagine up. the fight? Like, neither one of them know how to oh, fight. Like, man. I want to see a good. Like, I, I always wanted to see somebody like try and actually square up with me. He would tie you in a pretzel before you knew what the hell happened. Or, or back in the day when Henry and Sammy had that rivalry going on like sammy i don't know if i can protect you from henry buddy by the time he got done with you i'd be too tired from running over there to you he whooped my ass too yeah there's but, uh, there's certain guys you don't mess with man it's like the thing at the bar like if you're at the bar and somebody's got cauliflower ear you don't fuck with that guy like you just let him oh be. my god you don't you don't mess with that guy and it's same thing with henry jr schnabel jared meese and i grew up like i my brother is a really good um high school wrestler like state qualifier pennsylvania and I'm a big wrestling fan. I wrestled a little bit, very average, but you don't you don't mess with anybody that has wrestling background. They are the best fighters. I mean, um, so Henry was a wrestler from from what I hear. I've seen some video clips. He looks really sporty on the mat, and and Meese was a Pennsylvania <laughs> really accomplished rest, wrestler. And uh, all these guys <laughs> saying, I I'd love the with the JD and Jared thing. They're like, oh, I'd love to, you know fight jared i'm like bro he'd fuck you up like so dude I, it's funny a long time ago oh well, not a long time ago it's probably the last couple of years i used to do these like posts about me like i found i actually spent the time to google he started it but um picking on me but i found some old pictures of him in his little spandex and stuff and and there was one where he was like right up against another dude's like nutsack with his cheek like in a typical like wrestling move now clearly that's you know, not anything homosexual, Jared, sorry if you are, like, whatever, but, like, and, but somebody was like, oh, yeah, you know, you ought to just, you know, you guys should end it just wrestling, like, fuck that, I said, that. no, if, if I would spar with Jared if it was, like, a no rules, like, MMA, like, if I could get a swing or a punch in, but, dude, he would have me tied up so quick before I even caught my breath, he'd probably have me tapping out just if he, like, <laughs> took the air out of me, but uh, like you said, man, these people don't understand, and I don't even know why how we got on the wrestling front. <laughs> the <silly laughs> uh, we're so good at this. Yeah, a couple more things. I wanted to just talk about. We have the 23 Moto America calendar, Rob. I just want to run through them quick. We got Daytona, Daytona, March 9th to the 11th. Uh, Road Atlanta, the 21st to the 23rd. Barbara, May 19th to the 21st. We go to Road America. We go to the Ridge. WeatherTech, Laguna Seca, Brainerd, Pit Race, which is my birthday weekend, uh, Circuit of the Americas, Coda, and then New Jersey Motorsports Park. 
Uh, which one of these, Rob, do you think you could beat me at if we went? Like, if we both lined up on Twins Cup bikes, which one do you think you'd have me covered? Tra- I'd have you covered at every track on Twins Cup. Every track. You I mean, mean I'd have you covered. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm actually fast at Daytona, man. I got. I posted a thing a while back. Well, let me rephrase. God dang, I'm going to get myself in a mixture here. But yeah, when I was in go. shape, now clearly I couldn't run the Daytona 200 now. But when I, I got 16th, that was when there was like 20 legit factory riders there. I mean, it, it, I posted a list, and it's like I was actually kind of excited because all the names on the list I forgot about. But um, I, I do think in my heart, like if it was like a five-lap sprint race, I could beat you. As a matter of fact, I haven't gotten any – I got a little bit slower, but I took my Triumph that Bobby Fong rode for me, and I went to the weird Grand National Finals, which is like the step right under Moto America. Like there wasn't, you know, Josh Hayes and those guys there, but I won a national championship. Of course, it was only a six-lap race, and I didn't get exhausted. But um, And then I got freaking like fifth in the 600 expert class against some Moto America dudes. Not all of them, of course. You know, let's not let's – not, I'm not trying to – lied to anybody you know, it wasn't like i would have gotten six in the moto america race i'd be lucky to qualify but the point is like i'm i could still get down for like five or six laps so in my heart i, I believe i could take you so if anybody's got two twins that they want to have a grudge match with me and Corey, i will happily wd-40 Bro. myself and slide back into my suit you better get focused on your mike vital grudge match before you line up against c-tex like you gotta handle your, you gotta I'm handle your fu- business at winter throwdown i don't I'm kind of worried, dude, for you. I, Bro, he's, he's he's mad. He might throw a, he might throw a ham sandwich at me or whatever he's eating. He's pissed. <laughs> I don't know good. what you, I, I don't know why you guys do to each other. It's like one week you guys are boys, the next week I love him. I love to stir him, him up off. because I know how it's super easy to stir him up. Like I could say the same shit to you and you will just laugh it off. But with him, it's like you just talk shit to my mother. You know what I mean? Like, he takes it personally. So I'm like, all right, well, of course I got to dig on him. But, dude, if he beats me at Throwdown, I'll be the first one to shake his hand. Like, like I remember at Throwdown last year, Renshaw put a beautiful freaking last lap, like, hard pass on me. And I followed him right back to the pits. And I think that they thought I was going to be mad, dude. I was like, dude, that was a freaking badass pass. Like, I am the last person that gets mad when I get beat. If I lose because of me, I'll get pissed at myself or Chad He's probably scared my because the, the track record, your track record of, like, flipping off kids at throwdown is is pretty high so he probably he probably saw you flip off cage uh, <laughs> smith and thought you were coming back i know him. no and that's that's fair but no so but see gage smith when he was doing it he was kind of riding me a little dirty because i'll ride as aggressive as you want to be but anyway buddy hey i got uh, i got 40 customers here lined up waiting on me so i love the pod but i do have to run i've actually never all right, been to you go. I'll finish this one off um all right later everybody that was a fun pod dude actually i've been to daytona been to road atlanta as a child when my dad raced went to road atlanta i've never been to barber so that's kind of crazy because barber's awesome from what i hear they have the museum i've been to road america i've rode i've raced at road america the ridge brainerd never been to i've never been to pit race i've been to coda i've been there a couple times and i've been to jersey i've rode jersey so i'm excited as uh people might have seen i've got uh, a job for next year a big boy corporate job as the mini cup manager for Moto America. So anybody, anybody listening that's race mini cup wants to think about racing mini cup, flat, young flat track riders that want to try the pavement, definitely uh, send me an email, hit me up. Let's, let's, uh, let's get you on the pavement to try it. We're doing a lot of really cool things next year with the mini cup, uh, Chuck and Wayne Rainey and Nicole and 
Richard, everybody that's given me an opportunity to do this for next year, I'm pretty pumped on. So we're going to add, uh, I've implemented a, a few more classes for next year, some stock classes, stock 50, stock 110, stock 125, the Ovali classes. We're working on some other really cool things. We're working on uh, some sponsorships, some um, exposure, video, uh, a lot more coverage in Mini Cup. Yeah, they, uh, Moto America, they're really serious about growing that Mini Cup, and they've entrusted me, God willing, to uh, to steer the ship. So, no, I'm excited. And yeah, any questions, just drop me an email, ctexter at motoamerica.com. Happy to help you guys out. Want to make sure we shout out a couple more sponsors while we wait. Hopefully, Chambers comes on the pod here, but I want to make sure we shout out Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch and 17-inch tires, off-road street. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Jerry Stinfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Jerry keeps the sport going, keeps, keeps the pot alive, and we appreciate Jerry for all his support. And I want to shout out also Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. The new Yamaha 2023 motorcycles are posted up on their website. They've been up for some time now. I need to update my notes here, but check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com. I'm personally waiting for a Yamaha 450 to show up, the new 23 Yamaha. They've revamped that whole motorcycle and tired of kind of getting my ass kicked at the moto track on a 250F. I'll probably still get my ass kicked. I definitely will, but at least I'll have a 450 that I can't make a any make any more excuses about uh having a having a 250 but yeah waiting personally waiting for uh yamaha 450 appreciate everything they do motorcycle atv side by side snowmobile and power products yamaha revs your heart uh winter throwdown guys we are getting close i was going to shout out rob's race but fuck him he left so um panhandle clash rob's deal i don't know anything about that race it's apparently it's a world championship but i uh i don't i don't know so he left, so we uh we we were, that's it for his race. But winter throwdown, January fifth to the seventh, our first ever King of Throwdown, one verse one bracket racing on January fifth, that Thursday night. So come on out, guys. We're gonna do a pre race party on that Thursday. Expert riders, professionally licensed riders. If you want to get in on the one verse one racing, it's thirty dollars to sign up, and we're gonna take the top sixteen from qualifying. We're gonna seed you in a bracket. And you're going to race one verse one best out of three for some extra cash that was put up from mission food. So come out that Thursday, sign up for the weekend, get your pit spot. The pits get absolutely crowded throughout the weekend. So come out Thursday, get signed up. The cost for spectators for the Thursday night is $15 guys. So for $15, you're going to see some, some really, really cool action. And then our AMA, our AMA featured, um, sorry, AMA major national, Winter Throwdown is the 6th and the 7th. We always keep the 8th open as a rain date, so just being transparent on that. We have a rain date option on that Sunday. We've been really fortunate with weather, so we will uh, go racing the 6th and 7th. Everything you need to know on Winter Throwdown, the 5th annual, is on CoreyTexterPromotions.com. And we are also doing, we just uh, posted it yesterday, we're doing a test and tune Wednesday the 4th at crossroads motorplex in jasper florida from 4 to 9 p.m robbie bobby's actually running that practice for me uh five hours of testing on a really cool racetrack very similar to callahan five hours of testing the cost is 50 dollars. so everything you guys need to know follow the the promos pages on 
social media. I don't know where Chambers is, if he's coming on or not. We are uh, waiting here on that. Uh, anything else to talk about here? Oh, random shout out. This is random, but Mar- Mariah Lacey, she listens to so many of our podcasts and just throwing out a random, random uh, shout out to Mariah. Definitely check her pages out. She will be at Winter Throwdown. She's the official photographer and uh, she's got some really cool, I hope, I hope this drops prior to Black Friday, but she's got some really cool Black Friday specials for the, uh, for the Winter Throwdown. So, um, all right, well, I ain't waiting for Chambers, man. The guy is the king of bailing. So we will wrap this pod up. Manscaped, make sure you check out their website, manscaped.com. Use the code TANKSLAP20, free shipping, 20% off their products. State-of-the-art razor, has got flashlight on it. I always talk about the flashlight. It's pretty awesome. Uh, waterproof, the Manscaped products. I, I can't say enough about them. They're it's just a game changer. Like if you're, if you're striking zero with your love life, get manscaped and you'll be batting a thousand. It's just, that's a bad pitch, but yeah, check them out. 20% off and uh, free shipping code tanks up 20 subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. We'll keep the pods going. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. This was a random pod. Let us know what you guys think. We have a lot more, talk about in weeks to come hopefully there's some news dropping like anything to talk about there's not much going on so yeah that's a wrap guys until next time we out